Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so we just watched Beyond the Sea. Right off the bat, I went through a couple of stages with this because I had said, like, Aaron Paul looks like he's in space. But then I found out the title of this episode, maybe I saw it on Letterboxd or something, and it said Beyond the Sea, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. He's underwater. He's underwater. But not quite. Yeah, no, he really was in space. So, okay, so that's that was the first thing. I'm so glad I knew nothing about this because, oh, my <laughs> God. This one was rough. It was so I feel so like I said rough. that about the last one, but it was uh, this one was a roller coaster for sure. Out of all the episodes that I thought that they would ever hearken back to, I didn't think Be Right Back would be one of them. And this really, I was like, oh, man, this is going to have like a like a nice ending. Like, at least I feel like one of them will end up with Kate Mara. Right. Like even if it's Josh Hartnett, even if Josh Hartnett steals Aaron Paul's body, they're going to wind up happy together. And then it was like because I, I straight up like when he's out on the um at the very end, I was like, OK, well, this was good, if not a little predictable, because he's not going to let him back in and he's going to take over his body. Mm-hmm. And then, wow, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to fucking kill them. Like that is so horrible. I really, I just thought I knew how this was going to play out. I'm surprised and I'm impressed by the show, but I'm like not happy. I mean, that was a (laughs) horrible, horrible ending. But I mean, it was brilliant. Like, it's a great episode, but I'm so bummed. I feel very similarly. I think this is the second time during the show where I'm like, oh, they're taking a horror route again. And I like knowing everything that I know now, I would say it's more thriller. I think that's obviously very much a thriller episode. It was an hour and 20 minutes, so it felt like a movie. I feel like it very well could have been. And I, I think, like you, I also was afraid that it was going to get too predictable. And maybe that was the point. Maybe maybe they wanted to kind of charge you up for that in order to really hit you in the head with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you really do get... Do you remember the episode Be Right Back? I think it's from season two. And- Remind me what that was like what that was again it's when the uh the guy gets in a car accident i think i think it's a car accident he dies in some way and um his girlfriend or wife orders like a copy of him right right that episode ends not like nearly as dark as this but in sort of like a okay this something's off but like okay you know what i mean things are okay Mm -hmm. like things aren't ever going to be perfect but things are okay Mm mm-hmm and like I thought that that's where we were going. For it to end like that, this to me feels as depressing as some of the darkest episodes of this show. I hope that Joan is awful is, okay, I guess I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Whatever suits the story. But I hope that Joan is awful isn't the happiest ending we get out of this <laughs> season. I need I need like at least one happy ending. I think after two thrillers, uh, I think we're in for at least one more funnier or lighthearted one i i can't imagine that both of these are going to be as dark as this one i would hope not either but again i i don't care i mean i'm i'm pretty just head over heels with this season i mean <laughs> the idea that there are two more left and one of them has zazzy beats in it i am mm-hmm. like just give them to me right now i'm so excited Speaking of a surprise cast, like I feel like there were several times in this that we that you were gasping. Uh, yes, I had no idea that Kate Mara or Josh Harden were in this episode. No clue. And oh my god, when I saw Rory Culkin, I was like, this season just keeps getting better and better and better. <laughs> I I do think that this is a very genius setup because 
in the very beginning, maybe not the very beginning, but once once we established like the setting and stuff, I was kind of in my head like, okay, there he's gonna offer his re- or or he's gonna ask to have his yeah. replica used or something. Like I knew that was gonna happen. And as soon as that did, it kind of opened up all of these possibilities that could have happened. And honestly, my first instinct, what I thought was going to happen is that he was just going to leave with his replica and go and like avenge and kill the hippies that 100% thought that too. Because it was Rory Culkin, I was like, oh, we're going to see him again. Right, right. The fact that they used him for that little bit definitely, I think seemed somewhat purposeful for you to not know whether or not he was going to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like the fact that they got an actor of that caliber just to play that small of a role. Mm -hmm. Very impressed. And then at some point I was like, you know, he could just like his wife has no idea what's happening up in space. So he very well could have killed him and then just forever just pretended that he was him. And maybe that's overused. I feel like maybe, you know, we've kind of seen that storyline before and maybe that's why they went in a different direction but i think the the concept itself it's such a unique and really awesome and genius setup that like there's only there's limited communication and there's like limited identity and it's just it was really really clever i was a little bit confused as to why they set it in the 60s i don't know if that was to make like the like the natural hippie people make sense or not i feel like they very well could have made it in the present and i feel like there are tons of conspiracy theorists and like terrorists out there that would do this thing today i don't know it was an interesting choice it was a beautiful episode for sure but just an interesting choice to set it in the 60s so it was was an interesting choice to set it in the 60s i i don't know that i ever like noticed i'm sure that the date is somewhere in the movie but i saw it like it's in the description and it's specifically 1969 which is interesting because it's oh, like the moon landing went to the moon, i yeah. like what it says about the fact that this universe that we're in this universe where these stories are being told didn't just make a bunch of breakthroughs in modern day and now they have all this futuristic technology. Like we've had this futuristic technology for a while now, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually, it's a cool, I think just for someone who really likes this world as like a combined entity, all these stories happening together in the same timeline. I think I like what it says about that. The fact that, you know, we've had this kind of technology for a while. What impresses me so much about this again was the lack of predictability and how I thought I had it pegged so many times. And even (laughs) at the very end, I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. When he started seeing the blood and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. so they're dead. Yep. But he's going to wake back up and Josh Hartnett's going to have shot himself out of the airlock. And then, like he said, if he shoots himself out of the airlock, this is a two-man ship. I'm going to just die up here. Yeah. For him to have just sat there like face to face with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really, really want to know what they, you know what I mean? Like what they said yeah. to each other. I think uh, I think it's a genius setup. That episode should have been 90 minutes long, not 80. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing like to ensure that he still lives is that they both stay alive. Yeah. So like, it's really, that's a very good point. Oh yeah, genius. totally. It's like, what can, I mean, the only thing Aaron Paul could do is sign his own fate as well. Uh that's brilliant. But at the same time, then you're spending like, I feel like that's torture for Josh Hartnett. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's torture, but I mean, 
I think you should have just stayed point, in the replica. <laughs> I think Josh Hartnett, he definitely made a rash decision in believing Aaron Paul that Kate Mara's character said those things. Yeah. That's one thing I, I, I only know them as their character names. I know we just watched. I don't know any of their names. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, what's going to happen when the mission's over and you get back? And, you know, <laughs> both of your families are dead. You know right. what? They just got to be gay together. They're going to work their shit out okay. over these next four years, and they're going to be gay, I bet you. <laughs> if you say so. I mean... Wishful thinking. A sequel. <laughs> Maybe one of these next ones is that sequel. It's like, hey, I murdered your family, but we are two really attractive guys. <laughs> Has there ever been a sequel? Ooh, that's a good question. If you could have a sequel... There's never been, like, direct sequels, but there have been episodes that, like, have mentioned other episodes in the timeline. So it's, like, clearly happens in the same universe as this one does, but not, like, right, taking but... those exact characters and using them over again. Not that I've seen. Without saying this one is there an episode that you can think of that you would want a sequel for um hold on i don't have an answer to this i'm just curious if you did Hmm. oh man so many of the ones that i absolutely love i'm like i don't know where you would go with that but i'd love to see those characters again like i'd love to see nosedive Mm -hmm. bryce ellis howard's character from nosedive again but i don't know where you go with that i mean yeah they all tie up very, very exactly well. Yeah. Like I, my immediate thought was San Junipero, but I'm like, nope, absolutely mm-hmm. fucking not. Do and not touch it. Do not ruin that perfect <laughs> ending. Um, Just something to think about. Yeah, because there's. I think for the next episode that we do, I really want to look into the books that were seen in this episode. Like we just got done watching it, I didn't have time to research, but I want to know why those specific books. I don't know if you saw me do this, but in the middle of it, I did Google. Is it Valley of the Dolls that she was reading? Yeah, I googled the plot of that and I skimmed it very briefly and get a good look at it. But then like, I think he had a Ray Bradbury book with him in space. And then he recommended the other sci fi one to her. And I just love to know what those are about to see if I can make some connections there and see if the director did so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would make sense that there would be connections. Uh, Yeah, like, I also have no idea what any of those books are about. But I (laughs) look forward to you talking about them either when we do the next episode or the thing at the end when we because we're gonna sort of after the next two we're gonna like rank them oh i was gonna have you rank each one oh i know but like the whole series yeah oh true okay okay yeah i just in my opinion it's gotten better and better and better oh okay i thought jonah's awful was spectacular and then lock henry beat it because it of the subject matter it was like a horror (laughs) documentary and then this one was just spectacular and no nobody's tears get to me in the same way that aaron paul's tears do interesting when aaron paul cries it hurts you've not seen breaking bad but like if you guys have seen breaking mad you understand like this man can cry like i believe that that is one of his greatest strengths it's very hurtful when he cries i do (laughs) not like watching him cry it's very sad It's so funny because you like we've obviously mentioned that Aaron Paul was in this episode for a while now and you have always seemed so excited about it and it never registered to me why until like 
just starting this episode, I'm like, oh, he's in Breaking Bad and you love that show. Yeah, he's like the star of one of my all time favorite shows. And I like but you never talk about him. Like, I feel like you talk about some of your other interests way more than you would ever talk about him specifically. Well, no, guess why? Because someone has never seen Breaking Bad. (laughs) So I can't talk about it with you. I can't tell you other reasons I love him in that show because he's incredible. He is just as important of a presence in that show as Brian Cranston is. They are truly equals, even though they're dynamic, they're not equals the entire time, but they are truly equals in the way that they command these roles. Like he's spec fucking tacular. For someone to be able to play two different people. Yeah, but almost yeah. three different people, right? Cuz he's like he's like is his name Cliff? He's like mm-hmm. Cliff outside of it, but then he's also you can tell that he feels super detached when he's in his replica. Uh, yeah. When he's in his replica, like something is just off with him and clearly like cuz you don't know that off the bat because I think you're like, "Oh, was he always a dick?" But Kate Mara pretty much makes it clear that it's like, "No, like we moved here for you and now you're like I've just lost my husband because yeah. So I think that there is that degree of separation and the fact that he plays them all differently. And I can almost say I am not a hundred percent sure. I've only seen it once, but I would pretty much bet that I would be able to tell you which was which, even if you didn't like see them getting in and out of bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the way that he carried himself and again, that context might be fueling my, this thought, but no, I agree. The way that he was carrying himself, the way he was acting differently, I thought was mm-hmm. really good and really like he he's just very talented. And I think that this is such a cool opportunity for someone to come on and just do a super interesting one off, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not committing to something huge. I think another reason why I never hear you talk about him much is because, like, I've not seen him in anything else past Breaking Bad. Like, has he? I'm sure he's been in other projects, and I think I know of a TV show that he's been in. But I'm trying to think of things that you would. Let me see. I think I would try to think of things you would know him in. I don't really know a lot that that I've even seen him in. He's. Have you seen the movie Need for Speed? Fuck no. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was based off the game, and I remember going to see that just because we loved Breaking Bad so much. He's in a couple of things. He's done a lot of television. I know there was one show that he was on, some kind of supernatural thing, or like like a church something or another, like a culty. Oh, I know. I remember that, yeah. I forget what that was called. I've not seen a single episode of it, but I, I know it was heavily advertised because he was in it. I think that was the main draw, but... Yes. And oh my God, looking at this just reminded me of something. Okay. At the end of USS Callister, Mm -hmm. there is a, I don't want to like spoil USS Callister for anybody, but there is a a cameo with a voice, somebody playing a video game and it's Aaron Paul. And I forgot about that. I just saw because he's credited in two episodes and I'm like, oh shit. Yes. That's funny. You might not even notice because you never see him, but it's his voice. And oh, that's really funny that he actually got like a. Yeah, that's cool. He brought him back. A live action role. This was a banger. This is very quickly shaping up to be one of my favorite seasons. It's going to be really hard because three and four, I think, are just spectacular. Five, I love Rachel Jack and Ashley, too. I really don't like Smithereens. And Striking Vipers is good, but I can't get over the fact that it's about and the video game is called Striking Vipers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I can think about. 
but it's it's also cool because that has an amazing cast like anthony mackie and yaya abdul mateen that that's a good episode you guys should watch that all right so how would you rank these three so far while i love the first one i would put it lowest that doesn't mean i disliked it it just means i liked it the least I think it was a great opener to the season. Like it was a very exciting way to open the season. I would put this one next, but only by a hair, only by like the tiniest hair. So Lock Henry's your favorite? Cool. I think I think right now it is, yes, only because I have this discussion frequently about like good versus entertaining. And I think that both this episode and Lock Henry were both very, very good. I think Lock Henry was just a smidge more entertaining. I think the setting yeah. for Beyond the Sea was just a little bit smaller. Like the scope of things was a lot smaller. Just space. Well, I'm well. You know what I, know I mean? What like mean. I know what you mean. Going through this episode, I, I was sort of expecting it to branch out. Like I really did think he was going to go all the way to California and find this guy. Yeah. But it really kind of just stayed in this like small little farm home. And Locke Henry was funnier. Like I really, I connected with the characters a lot more. Yeah. And Locke Henry has Podrick. Yes. And he was so funny. And the girlfriend was one of the best actresses I've ever seen on this show. And it had a great twist. But again, I think both of these are, are almost tied. I think Locke Henry just, you know, pushed it a little bit further. So good deal. Um, yeah. And like you, I'm, I'm eager for the next two. I, I think I hope they hold up. Yes. And speaking of best actresses you'll ever see on the show, Zazie Beetz is in one of the next two, and I'm so excited. I love her so <laughs> much. I'm so excited. I know which one she's in, but I'm not going to tell you. You do? Yep. Oh, man. If you guys haven't watched Atlanta, oh, go watch it. It's so good, and she's so good, <laughs> in it. and she's the best freaking thing ever i just love her so much isn't she maybe this is a fun because we're in a quick takes maybe this is a fun time to bring up your excitement wasn't she in a deadpool movie ah yeah some news about some deadpool or something so if she actually wound up being in deadpool 3 i would die uh so she's in deadpool 2 she plays domino which Mm -hmm. she has like one of the coolest powers ever do you know what you know what domino can do yeah she's really lucky yeah, that's that's just her power. It's like she mm-hmm. is just super lucky. And that's so funny how it is used in that movie. I love that movie so much. And Deadpool 3 released a picture and it had Deadpool and Wolverine in Wolverine's like OG animated looking costume. I mean, clearly it's been updated, but it's yellow. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. I'm literally going <laughs> to pass away during this movie. Like I got to at least make it to it's next may or something like that oh wow this episode is about uh beyond the sea i'm glad you liked it i'm glad that i liked it me too uh steven who did meet the parents with us told me that this was his favorite episode Ooh, okay and i totally get it because it's mine so far too (laughs) i hope that means that the next two are are not like like I, i want the best one to be the last one I want them to end on a good note. It's it's hard, though, sometimes, because it it very rarely ever is. Like, hold on, <laughs> let me look at them. I can think of one finale that I think you would agree is probably the best. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I forgot that Rachel Jack and Ashley 2 is the third Wait, episode. Wait, that's a finale? Yeah. Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of. Black Museum is not the best episode of season four. Oh, that was the one. Shit. <laughs> 
Hated in the Nation is I mean, Hated in the Nation's incredible, but that has that has San Junipero in it and Nosedive. Mm-hmm. This made me feel as like horrible as like Shut Up and Dance. And Shut Up and Dance is like probably the lowest of the low. And so that episode this this episode, you go there twice. Yeah, it bookends the episode, really. Yeah, God. Okay, so season two had a Christmas episode, which that episode is incredible, but White Bears in season two, and that's the best episode. And my least favorite episode of season one is the entire history of you. So yeah, it I don't it never happens, except uh, with Razor Jack and Ashley too, which is universally panned. <laughs> I, I would have assumed that uh Black Museum was I mean, like, even if it's, that's not your favorite of this season, I think it really ends the season in a great way, I think. Without a doubt, Black Museum ends the season in a great way. But I think my favorite episode of that is Crocodile, and I'm not saying it's the best. USS Callister opens the season, mm. and that's the one that won the Emmy. Like, And Black Museum does have, if you guys have seen it, there are different sections of it, kind of. And one section, the monkey section, I think we neither of us like. Oh, like the teddy, like the the stuffed yeah. animal. Oh, yeah, that one was garbage. That yeah, was we not didn't like that part. Good, yuck. I just love these episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, I want to tell you guys one last thing before we go. I'm getting a black mirror tattoo when we go to California. It's exciting. Yeah, I don't think I asked this. Did I, did I ask where you're getting it? Do you want to say what it is first, or on my face? Um, <laughs> the white bear. The the shape, I don't know. What to, I mean, I don't know what shape it is. It's a, I don't know. Just look it up, I guess. But it's the shape from <laughs> White Bear. If you guys have seen that episode, it's in season two. And it's my favorite Black Mirror episode of all time. And it's incredible. And I feel like people would judge me if I got Ashley 2's face tattooed on my body. So I'll, I'll settle for that. As if other people's judgment would stop you from making any decision ever no yeah you're right well no okay so that particular like the shape was in the interest of like ease and time and not costing a whole lot mm, that makes sense but i i could see myself getting actually tattooed on me someday <laughs> i love that episode so much and waldo the waldo moment the little bear interesting i love him too hmm. i just Everything about this, everything about this show is great. There's like four bad episodes out of like 20-something. So good. All right, well, the the next two have a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, see you then.